We're finally in a day and age where we can all have Choco Tacos again. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Petrano, here's Greg Matzik. Hey everyone, Greg in for Vinny. Adam Roberts is here. We're going to check in with Petrano coming up at 721. I, maybe I'll just make him do the rest of the show. I mean, he does usually do it. Most well, why mornings. not? <laughs> he, uh, he is rhythm. still in Orlando, so his daughter competed in this national cheerleading competition. Greendale won the title. We played that for you yesterday. Uh, if you missed it, we'll have some sound coming up for you with Vinny at 721. He joins us from Florida. Hey, it's not just Fat Tuesday and Putski Day. It is also Mardi Gras, even though there are tons of places that celebrate one particular location's celebration is epic. Debbie Lazica has got the details. Each country has its own way to celebrate Mardi Gras. From the big feather get-ups and the sambas of Rio de Janeiro to the beads in New Orleans. But in the Caribbean island of Martinique, it's a bit more involved. I spoke with Madame Annette Corten, a French teacher at Shorewood High School who's from Martinique, and she gave me all the details. All of them. And there are a lot. Really, the carnival starts the first weekend after Epiphany. You heard right, Epiphany. That's the first weekend of January. You know, the Three Kings Day? That's a lot of celebrating. So every weekend until Mardi Gras, people will prepare for the carnival. So you will hear in Martinique, you will hear drums. You will have like a parade every weekend before carnival. And it all culminates with the last few days before Ash Wednesday. Mardi means Tuesday in French and Gras means fat. So that's the days that people eat a lot of fattening food and celebrate because they know the next day we have to fast for 40 days. So all this will be like not allowed. So that's the days that they really get all in and eat and dance and get ready for the 40 days that they will do nothing. That fasting and doing nothing is all part of that austerity measures that many Christian-based cultures participate in during Lent, the 40 days before Easter. Now for Martinique, it's not just random people in these parades. We have a lot of typical characters that you can see in every single carnival that represent the culture of the island. Everything from queens, mini queens, right down to the devil and his wife. Tuesday is the biggest day because obviously it's Fat Tuesday, it's Mardi Gras, where everybody is dressed in red and yellow and we call that day the Red Devil Day. So because the devil tried to tempt you, but can't stay, dance, you know, stuff like that. There's even a character called the Vaval, or the King of the Carnival. Typically a character that represents some current event or person of the moment, for example, a politician, or during COVID, it was a doctor. It's a huge puppet that at the end of the carnival or on Ash Wednesday, it gets burned in effigy, representing the end of his reign over the festivities. Community involvement in all aspects is important. Rather than taking a hands-off approach like in most parades. In Martinique, the public, the tourists, the viewers, if there is a band that's, oh, I really like that music, I really like the band, they join behind. Anybody can be following and then people are just dancing in the street. It's not like a huge party in the city of Fort de France. So if you're getting tired of the old samba, the beads, the alcohol, and king cakes, celebrating Carnival the Martinique way might take a little preparation and endurance, but it promises to be one heck of a party. Debbie Lazaga, WTMJ News. 
Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, it's not just a uh, a New Orleans thing. Like, it's a Rio de Janeiro thing, as Debbie pointed out. Other countries celebrating today, of course. Fat Tuesday. Grab yourself a putski. Enjoy the day as Mardi Gras officially kicks off. Sports coming up in a moment. Sponsored by Holiday Automotive, Highway 23 in Fond du Lac. Holiday Automotive. It's worth the trip. Time for WTMJ Sports Update with Greg Hill. Well, when there's threes on the menu, Dame feasts. Here's Speaking of that perimeter, Dane Lillard sinking his teeth into a three from the top of the arc as he buries what will go down as his second three-pointer of the night. He's got 18 points now. Yeah, Dave Kane on the call on WTMJ. I'm going to feed on it. The Bucks take down the reigning champion Denver Nuggets at Pfizer Forum, 112-95 the final. Now, the Bucks led for as much as 25 in the fourth quarter at one point. It was also the first time the Bucks held their opponent under 100 points in back-to-back games since November of 2021. And for the first time under Doc Rivers, the Bucks look consistently dominant, at least for two games in a row. Here's coach post-game, citing, well, who else? Don Shula. But he always talked about the fastest player is the one that doesn't have to think. Uh, and the more we can get our guys to know exactly what we're doing, they can play at full speed. Uh, and that's what we're trying to do. Simplify uh, so we can play with fire. Yeah, Doc with a book recommendation post-game, one of Don Shula's well-written books. The back-to-back game is the Bucks for tonight. They invite the Miami Heat to town. Our coverage starts right here on WTMJ at 6, tip-off set for 7. Meanwhile, number 4 ranked Marquette Golden Eagles men's team back in action. Looking for more of this. He'll try a logo 3. Good! Why not? Why not? Good! Yeah, of course, Tyler Kolick on the shot. Homer and Tony Smith on the call. The Golden Eagles are headed, I'm sorry, they're inviting. Nope, they're headed to Butler to take on the Bulldogs. You can catch that game on 94.5 ESPN. Milwaukee tip-off set for 5.30. Talk about a fat Tuesday in sports. Bucks, Marquette, Admirals also in action against the Wolves at Panther Arena. They're looking for their 15th in a row. Do you know, Greg Matzik, are you familiar that it is Galentine's Day today? Was not aware. Do you celebrate Valentine's Day, or will you now that you now know what it is? Do you even know what it is? No. <laughs> it's a popular, maybe not so popular, holiday from a Parks and Recreation, the, the show you may be familiar. Oh, there you go. Okay, so we have one connection point. It's Valentine's Day tonight at the Panther Arena. You'll be able to take pictures with the players, hopefully celebrating their 15th win on the ice well, following you go. the game. That does sound like a lot of fun. Uh, are, are any of the uh, the stars from Parks and Rec going to be there, or are they too busy being in Super Bowl commercials? Uh, probably. I don't think they could peg a Nick Offerman or even an Aubrey Plaza. However, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of clips from the show on the Jumbotron. Well, hey, they've had Seinfeld night before. Was anyone there? <laughs> yes, I got to meet Peterman oh, okay. and Jackie Childs. It was wonderful. Very they, nice. They've done a wonderful job, the Milwaukee Admirals. Go Congratulations ahead. to them. May their success continue. 719 on WTMJ. You want to talk about a title, a natty. It happened with Greendale High School. Vince Vetrano is in Orlando with the details after this. Well, the official announcement, congratulations to Greendale High School. They finished second in the nation last year. They dethroned the champions this year at the national championship, the high school national championships happening in Florida at the Walt Disney World Resort. Vince Vetrano, proud dad of cheerleader Olivia, is in Orlando, still uh, sleeping it off. Hello, Vinny. 
<laughs> hey, can I just ask something quick? I still got a job when I come back, right? I mean, I leave for a couple of days and we blew up the radio station. I don't know. Ah, ha, ha. The key fob should still work, but let okay. us know if you have any issues. Hey, congrats, uh, Greg, on the move for you. I think that's great, and I'm glad the news is out that we've known for quite some time. So, yes, uh, just interesting timing being down here. Amazing thing for Greendale, and I have news to report. Mm. This is breaking news for the National High School Cheerleading Championships. Menominee Falls also bringing home a national title. Wow, there we go. So, Was that a different how, division? Yeah, so how it works is, guys, and I'm – Again, cheer is not my core sport. I've had to learn as my daughter got more into it. But think of it like, you know, swimming in the Olympics. You got your butterfly, you got your freestyle, you got your backstroke, you got all these different disciplines and different divisions. So that's what plays out here at these national championships. So um, Menominee Falls won in something called Game Day. That's a division. And then our school won in something called Game Day Live. They're different categories different sizes of schools, but uh, really cool. We had about 16 teams from Wisconsin down here competing for national titles in various categories. So to bring two home, that's good for the state. So what exactly are so when you're talking about the game day live division, Vince, and the differences between the two, when you're talking about what makes a championship cheer roster, what are they looking for? So cool. I, and I'm glad you asked, Adam, because Game Day Live is relatively new to the sport. What it's supposed to do, the idea is it simulates a football sideline environment. So Game Day Live includes not only a school's cheerleading team, but also a 44-piece pep band. So you have the live band that comes out first and does like a football sideline, you know, pep band type song and then they say now here come the cheerleaders and they come out and they lead the crowd in various cheers that you would expect to have during a football game they even have a situational moment where the person on the mic has to you know they'll say like okay greendale has the ball first and 10 and they need to then go into a cheer that's offense as opposed to defense and things like that so it's it's pretty cool that is an amazing run, and to come in second place last year, Vinny, but then win it this year, I'm sure there are some people who are not a part of this team because they've graduated, but I'm sure there are plenty who were there last year who now get to celebrate a championship. And the cool part, Greg, is you know these teams, are obviously, they're very close. We have about 20-some uh, girls on our cheer team, and then plus the 44-member band, which is both boys and girls, and uh, I know a lot of the older cheer girls were communicating with their just graduated seniors saying, look, you, you laid the foundation for this. You brought us into this. We built on what we all accomplished last year. And then we're able to knock off the four time defending champion this year inside a point of all the points that are, there's like 70, 80, some points or whatever. I'm starting to understand the scoring. The, the margin of victory was inside one point. So every little sign, every little step, everything counted. So the rest of it's just a vacation for you then, right? You're just kind of hanging out and <laughs> playing with the mouse and Darth Vader? Uh, there was some Darth Vader, yes. My son yeah, I had, saw that had picture, an Vinny. Uh, what gives? You were gazing lovingly at him. Uh, well, he promised it. He thought we looked pretty promising that he would train us in the ways of the Sith and, and the dark side and whatnot. And he was very convincing. I heard they have cookies, so. You know. <laughs> but we have Punchki here on the light side. Can't... I know, I can't believe I'm missing Punchki Day. Hey, don't they do that in Florida? 
I haven't heard. I mean, I'm not for lack of anything sweet to eat down here. I'll tell you that. I, they, don't they have a team of reporters out at their version of National and Greeby's Bakery? It's like a media marketing event today. Yeah, I, I can't say that uh, Johnson's Bakery in Kissimmee is uh, real busy today. All right, well, give them a call. See how it goes. Vinny Travel Safe. Congratulations. That's a great stuff for Olivia. We're happy for her. Hey, appreciate it, guys. We'll uh, be back soon. You bet. Sounds good. Vince Vitrano, he'll be back on Thursday on the program here. I'll be back again in tomorrow while he travels back home. Make it two in a row for the Bucks. this time over the defending champs, the Marquette Golden Eagles, number four in the nation, go for eight in a row. The Admirals trying to make it 15 straight. Greg Hill with a night in sports at 745. It's been missing from pool concession stands for a couple of years now, but an ice cream classic, Greg, be making a comeback soon. Choco Taco, Choco Taco, a frozen treat that's mighty fine. Taco Bell says it's teaming with Portland Ice Cream Company Salt and Straw to revive the Choco Taco. Klondike discontinued its popular product in 2022, saying it needed to make room for new treats. Salt and Straw has dabbled in taco ice cream concoctions. Right now, it's chocolate tacolette, waffle taco shells filled with cinnamon ancho ice cream and candied pecans dipped in dark chocolate sprinkled with sea salt is sold out online. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. I don't know if I've ever heard pecans pronounced pecans before. Beyond that, we're finally getting somewhere. The uh, Choco Taco is coming back. Yes. I've missed it. It was a very eyebrow razor when they announced that because I know how, at least for kids of a certain age, you go to the swimming pool, you make a beeline for the concession stand. If you've got the bucks to buy it, Choco Tacos flying off the shelves. It made no sense when they got rid of it. Yeah, yeah I don't want to be reduced to just a push pop here, right? No. Uh, yeah, yeah, bomb pops are fine. Snoopy Popsicle, okay. Yeah, but uh, give me the Choco Taco. Or finally, in a day and age where we can all have Choco Tacos again. It's 738 on WTMJ. we got to look at sports coming up in a few minutes with Greg Hill. Mark Tauscher at 751. We'll check in at Niz coming up at 741. <laughs> No need for me to get into detail on the slushy stuff that's coming. We have Brian Nuznanski, TMJ4 Chief Meteorologist. Hey, Niz. What's going on, Greg? You you sleeping at the station these days? Yeah, just, it seems like you're there around the clock. I, Vinny had a family thing, right? His daughter, they yep. won a national title in cheerleading in Greendale. He's a proud papa. Oh, cool. And then I saw him getting pictures with Darth Vader yesterday. So he's enjoying his time. <laughs> you know... Vinny cannot go to Orlando without going and nerding out at his little Star Wars area. No, so that, no. That was a given. Not at all. So so here we go. So it's it's February 12th. So Greg Hill and I were just talking because uh, about a year ago, we were on a family vacation, and, and Pancake Hill decided, you know what? I'm going to do my friend Greg a solid. They stayed at our house to watch our dog, and it was awful nice. snow. I, it was just terrible. It was freezing outside. And here we are, February 13th. Niz, there isn't a flake of snow in Wisconsin no. right now. You look at the snow depth map statewide, and they're virtually, I mean, yeah, there's like a couple patches here in the woods and a couple dirty piles, but besides that, there's no snow across the state, which being the middle of February, and I know we've been talking about this a lot, but for northern Wisconsin, north of Highway 29, for them to have no snow is just absolutely wild. Well, and it's been awful for businesses, right? We've talked to several folks yep. on the afternoon show up in the Eagle River area, and they're trying to figure out what the heck to do. They have staff that is you know, now allowed to stay yep. at home. All of a sudden, the staff's children don't need to go to daycare. There's such a domino effect here. This is damaging in some parts of our area. 
Totally. You know, it, the, the businesses, the small businesses, the family businesses that, that rely on snowmobile traffic, ice fishing traffic, um, just completely annihilated. And that, that's starting to extend down into, you know, Lake Winnebago. It's sturgeon spearing season right now. And, like, there are a few people who are trying to go and find a few spots that are safe. But my recommendation is, I hate to say it, like, it's not safe at all to go out on Lake Winnebago. Um, and that hurts me to say because I want people to go up there, spend money, do the ice fishing thing. It's a huge tradition. And, unfortunately, it's, it's just not panning out this year. So, Niz, as we look ahead to Thursday now, I see in Tyler's forecast, rain, snow mix up to one to three inches. And it's going to be very slushy, wet stuff, right? It is, Adam. I think uh, we're looking, yeah, it's, it's a combination of rain and snow. Um, those who are getting their hopes up for snow, I think if you're south of Milwaukee, as of right now, I wouldn't be too excited about it. If you're from Milwaukee and northwest, like, there's a chance we get at least a couple uh, very slushy inches of snow. Um, very compact system. This one um, is going to come in, and there might end up being – now, if it's just cold enough, and a lot of the snow is going to fall Wednesday night and early Thursday morning, so it might be cold enough. Um, if, if it's cold enough, there could be a narrow band where somebody ends up with more than that. Um, and that, that's what's still to be determined. Um, I'm pretty comfortable saying we're looking at like probably a one to three inch snowfall, but there could be a narrow band that ends up seeing more than that. Um, and I mean like you know, maybe a 50-mile-wide band of, of, of places. So uh, this isn't going to be enough to open up snowmobile trails. It's, it'll whiten things up a little bit, which I guess some people will like. But, yeah, not a big one. Yeah, getting pretty hard, uh, hit hard out east, uh, it looks like, Niz. They've, they've got all the national correspondents out near the salt piles in New York. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> the East Coast snowstorm is one of those TV phenomenons, right? Like, where I, I agree there are times when they do get hit really, really hard. And, uh, you know, they, it's obviously a heavily populated area. But, yeah, it's th- this one is not a paralyzing, paralyzing one for them. But, of course, they haven't had much snow either. So, <laughs> you know the news markets out there are ready to go, all cylinders, once they got their snow. <laughs> All right, Niz, we'll check in again uh, sometime later in the week. We know what's coming. We appreciate your time. Yeah, absolutely. Get Vinny back. Uh, he, that guy seems like he's off, like, uh, I don't know, every other week or something. Yeah, and he's missing work. Fat Tuesday, too. He's missing Punsky Day. Yeah, that, that's, that's a crime. <laughs> right. You can't be doing One that. One of his favorites. Unbelievable. Yeah, you guys. bet. All right, All right, Niz. We'll see you. Check you later. Mark Tauscher joins us coming up at 751. A look in sports coming up next. Time for WTMJ Sports Update. Here's Greg Hill. Well, things that pair well, a Poochki with raspberry jelly and Damon Giannis. He leads the league with 86 hook shots. I wonder if they're giving him that. Here's a lob. Yeah, it up top. Dame feeds Giannis, who throws it down. Those two trying to find that cohesion on plays just like that. Dave Kane on the call on WTMJ. I'm going to feed on it. Just two of Giannis's 36 points paired with 18 rebounds. Giannis of the Bucks take down the reigning champs, Denver Nuggets, at Pfizer Forum. 112-95 the final. Bucks leading for as much as 25 in the fourth quarter at one point. It's also the first time the Bucks held their opponent under 100 points in back-to-back games since November of 2021. And for the rest of the time, Doc Rivers and the Bucks looking consistently dominant. At least for the two games in a row. Here's Coach... Post-game, citing, oh, the one and only Don Shula. But he always talked about the fastest player is the one that doesn't have to think. Uh, and the more we can get our guys to know exactly what we're doing, they can play at full speed. Uh, and that's what we're trying to do, simplify 
uh, so we can play with fire. Yeah, football season truly never over. A back-to-back game for the Bucks tonight. They invite the Miami Heat to town. Our coverage starts at 6, tip-off set for 7. Meanwhile, number 4-ranked Marquette Golden Eagles back in action tonight looking for more of this. He'll try a logo 3. Good! Why not? Why not? Just did. Fat Tuesday and Logo 3. Just things you love to hear. Homie and Tony, Homer and Tony Smith on the call. Number 4 ranked Marquette. Back in action tonight. Looking for their 8th straight win. And talk about a Fat Tuesday. In addition to the Bucks and Marquette. The Admirals in action tonight against the Wolves at Panther Arena. Looking for their 15th win in a row. Admirals still have yet to lose in the year of 2024. Tausch next. It's 749 on WTMJ. Idea Man. When did this start becoming a thing? Because I can't imagine back when the Lombardi Packers were playing, anybody gave two rips about <laughs> commercials. Innovative. Which ultra-famous supermodel sexually drank from a Pepsi can back in 19... My girl. That's my girl, Cindy. And Packers Hall of Famer. I don't think anybody uh, of a certain age has any problems figuring that one out. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by fellow windows and doors of Wisconsin and Kohler Services. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News, sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and Kohler Services. Tausch joins us on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline. Hey, Tausch, happy Fat Tuesday. Good morning. Yeah, it's what, and I always forget the name uh, because obviously Fat Tuesday, you got Mardi Gras, you got the parade. Uh, you indulge in the last thing that you're going to give up for lent for us catholics that's what we do what is the name it's a potchkey what's and i know i should know this and i'm sure you guys brought some in the office today but what are those things that are like p-a-c-z-i-a-k do you know what i'm talking so about? close <laughs> we're gonna so let very you close. we're gonna let you go with the spelling you're pretty close it's a putschki tausch a putschki putschki yeah i i still have yet to figure out i've lived my whole life in wisconsin i love pastry i love donuts and i believe the pachki or puchki is something of that ilk but i and i don't know how i could say this but i've never tried one in my entire 46 and some change years on this earth all right so to me all you need to do is walk into that uh that espn madison studio today for wildy and tausch nine to noon there's going to be putschkis. This is like a, a, a media, like, a, I don't know, like a hangout event. Like all the media from radio and TV stations are hanging out at bakeries in Milwaukee. Aren't they doing that in Madison? I don't know. I'm not there right now. My question, but why is it a putschki? Why is it not a, like, what is the, what is the big, the big differential as far as what makes a putschki compared to what makes a donut? What's just the Polish version. I know, but what's the difference? Like, why? It can't just be that it's Polish. There has to be, is it stuffed with something different? Is there a different texture? Or is it literally a Polish donut? So traditionally, Touch, these are stuffed with prune filling. Now, it's changed over the years as they've realized that not everybody enjoys prune filling in their morning uh, puczki. So they've expanded it. But traditionally, it was always filled with prune. Well, we can go another step here. If you make... The, okay, go ahead, the, the, the 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 putski and the donuts the the differences in the ingredients in their dough another differentiator is that while donuts usually don't or have a hole in the middle putski do not I know some do but the difference really is with the with the dough is what I'm seeing 
Okay, so what is the so if I go to a local grocery store and it's obviously a big Puchki day, I would know the difference. If I I love raspberry filled donuts and I love it with the white frosting on top, you're telling me because now it's not prune and it makes a lot of sense. I maybe have had a Puchki now that I think back because I remember my parents we had we had prune filled donuts and I never understood why because nobody <laughs> liked prune, but. You're telling me right now that I could tell the difference between a raspberry-filled regular donut and a Puchki raspberry-filled donut. I, I think you probably could if you had them side by side. So the, the Puchki uses a different amount of enriching ingredients, so you, you never get any crumbs. It, it's like, it, I don't know how to describe the difference. It's like a hard roll versus just like an ordinary hamburger bun. Like it's just different. Like the, like the chew is going to be different. I think you would notice it. So do you like Puchkis I do. more than you like donuts? Mm-hmm. Uh, you I, do. I do. They're, they're a little bit more fulfilling that healthy. way. Uh, instead of like health, a pastry a flour. conscious. <laughs> I don't okay. know if it's that. <laughs> We've got a bunch here. I could FedEx you one. I FedExed Wildy some bread pudding uh, about a month ago. You FedEx bread pudding, and that would be different if it was Puchki. So there, what you're basically telling me is there's one or two different ingredients in the flour that makes the donut that differentiates it from a puchki to a donut. That is what I've learned this morning. Is that fair? It is a yeah, a dough yes. a difference in the ingredients in the dough. Uh, why do prunes get such a bad rap? Why yeah. don't anybody really cuz the only time you really ever have prunes is if you're having some issues and it's oh that'll help kind of loosen up some of those issues. Otherwise, does anyone just normally eat prunes as like they with wood and apple? Cuz I don't have a problem. I think fig is in that same family. I love Fig Newtons. I like figs. Figs don't have that same connotation as prunes. Do figs help keep you regular? I guess I didn't know that. I think figs have that same, I think, same basic chemistry that help with uh, those same. I think they're in the same family. They're not. But if you go over and have like a fancy dinner with wine, they're going to fire fig at you. Yeah. Nobody's ever firing prunes at you. No, the, if they not do, normal ones. If they do, Taos, you run. You don't You don't want to be at that party. That is for sure. Uh, yeah, I would think that that usually is, means you're uh, probably eating dinner at 3.30 or 4 o'clock, which, by the way, I'm okay with. Uh, if anything, I'd much rather have an early dinner than one of those 9 or 10 o'clock dinners. So maybe I need to start thinking more about the prune-filled pachki than I do anything else. Pachki. Puchki. Puchki. Lead Puchki. with it today. You've got an hour to Wildey and Tausch. You can practice and then lead with that today with Jason. Talk about Puchki in your first segment. I think that's something very doable. All Thanks, right. fellas. See you, pal. Mark Tauscher joins us here on Wisconsin's Morning News, sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and Kohler Services.